Hey y'all, hey! <laughs> Welcome back to Such a Lady, and I missed you all. Hopefully you got to listen to the episode where we actually spoke with a young lady um, who made it out of a toxic relationship, but how about I really did miss you all, and my goal was to come back way before then, but then... I know y'all like get to the good stuff, but mom, but y'all are family. So, you know, when your family's gone, they want to know what's going on. So, um, my mom ended up getting sick. And then, um, after that, my back ended up going out and I ended up having a kidney infection. And then my daughter got in a car crash with my grandson. That was really bad. So it was just like week after week. And so it wasn't like I I never thought that I wasn't coming back. I knew that I was coming back to see (laughs) y'all. I'm not going anywhere. But it was just like, okay, well, can I really give it my all if I'm juggling all this other stuff? So I didn't want to half tell anything, but I'm back. And it was so crazy though. It's like, even when I would be watching something, like I have this whole notebook of stories that I have and <laughs> that I'm going to research on. So it's like, okay, oh no, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. No, that's a good one. So like, I have so much stuff to tell y'all. So I can't go nowhere because I got too many stories that I want to talk about. So let's get to it. Um, hopefully you guys are doing okay. I, um, Go to our page, Such a Lady 30, and and drop me a line or go on Facebook at Such a Lady and hey, tell me what's been up. Tell me, you know, if you have a story that you're interested in me telling you all about, um, I'm all for it because you know me. I love to watch t- uh, the, the ID channel, anything, Snap, anything that got something to do with somebody getting killed, I'm here for it. And <laughs> It's sad, but I am. And it's so funny because my mom is just like so hell bent on keeping cable. Now, before I became her caretaker, I wasn't, I didn't do cable because, you know, you can find everything on YouTube and Netflix. But then we had to move out to the country and um, the Internet's not good, but we literally have over 500 channels. The only channels I watch are like ID (laughs) and Oxygen, and she watches two. So we probably watch a total of four channels. But because we stay so far out, the streaming's not good. So I'm just like, okay, but listen, hey, that's neither here nor there. It gives me a chance to be able to pause and record those shows so I can go back later and get what I need. But yeah, so this this next one had me kind of crazy. So what would you do? Like, what is your limitations for a man? Like, how far are you willing to go for a man? Like, as for right now, I I feel like I'm not willing to even go to the corner store for one. (laughs) Not to the end of the driveway, not to the garage. I can't even make it to the trash can. But (laughs) some women, you know, not all, but some women... Um, find their worth in men. And our next story, oh my gosh. So this lady, her name is Geraldine Jones and she meets this guy. And now Geraldine grew up in a family with a lot of sisters and they were close. Um, And it kind of reminds me of my family, me and my sisters. Like 
it's just the three of us. So um, when I was li- listening to it and watching the stories and researching, I was like, oh, man. And so people just assume because you, you know, were raised in a home, you went to church, your family was there that, you know, you don't ever make any mistakes. No, that's not true. It, it can happen. It happens all the time. Um, so she was raised in this family. Her and her sisters were close and One day she comes home and she's excited. She's telling her sister how I met this guy and he's a really nice guy. And um, he is a widow. His wife passed away, but he has children. And so she's like really interested in him. She can't wait to, you know, meet his kids and be a part of the family. Now, her sister said that she had never said anything about wanting to have kids. Her sister said she didn't even think she had any interest in having kids. But once she met her guy, she was like, okay, well, yes, I want, I want to be with you. And so, um, she's like ready to be this, this mom to his stepkids and well, to his kids, she's ready to be a stepmom to his kids. Y'all know what I'm talking about here. Uh, (laughs) And so they decide that, you know, they're going to be in a relationship. And I believe that Geraldine just fell head over heels for him. And her sisters were so happy for her. Her friends were so happy for her. And then one day um, he tells her, hey, listen, we're going too fast. I, I We need to slow down. And his slowdown was kind of like break up. And so she was like, oh, wow, that's not what I was expecting, but if that's what you want, that's fine. So she tells him, go on with your life, do what's going to be best for you. And I'll do what's best for me. But then of course, when you're an adult and you're out there doing adult things, adult things happen. So she calls, Jordine calls him and she's like, Hey, listen, I know that you, you aren't wanting to be with me, but I'm pregnant and I need to know, you know, how you want to handle it because I'm not having an abortion. And he's like, no, that's fine. I'll take care of my kids. Like, I'll make sure that I do. Like, we don't have to be in a relationship for me to be a father to my kid. So I appreciate him for stepping up, you know, and doing that. And so Geraldine is excited about it and her sisters are excited and she's going to her doctor's appointment. And then one doctor's at one doctor's appointment, she comes home and she, you know, because everything is documented on social media now. Everybody, I mean, puts their business on there. So, and I'm not saying it as a bad thing because when you're happy about something, you want the world to know. So when she went to go get an ultrasound done, she found out she was pregnant with twins. And so she was super excited and she told um, the father of her child that she was pregnant with twins and her sisters were excited. It was just a really good time for her. Um, she was posting pictures of her um, throughout her pregnancy and she had gained a lot of weight, you know, which you could only imagine because you're pregnant with twins. So she's keeping everybody updated on Facebook. And then she um, is telling all her friends she throws herself this elaborate baby shower. Um, And so, you know how when you have those baby showers and people like take the tissue and they wrap it around to see how much tissue will, you know, will cover your belly. Like they were playing all kind of games like that. And so she was just really excited. And the father of her child came to the baby shower. He was, he was always active, which I could see. I mean, he's a full-time dad of all his other children. So if you know, he's going to be there for these twins. So, um, Geraldine is 
excited. She has a nursery ready. She has a crib. The nursery's beautiful. Her sister's like, oh goodness, we can't wait for the baby to get here. Her parents are excited. And one day she has her friend call her sister and tell her that, hey, listen, Geraldine went into labor. And she, I don't know what hospital she's at, but she just told me to tell you that she went into labor. So her sisters are calling around town. They're calling the hospitals. And then eventually they start going to the hospitals because Geraldine is not answering the phone. And they're concerned, like, you know, we, we don't want you to go through this by yourself. And so one of her sisters, like, finally gives her a call back a couple hours later because she's steady. They're steady trying to call her. They're looking for her. And finally, Geraldine picks up and she's like, listen, um, I really can't talk right now. I really don't have the energy to talk right now. One of the babies didn't make it. And her sister's like, well, tell me where you're at so I can come to you. And she's like, no, like, I'm like, this is a lot for me. And which it would be for any mother to lose a child. Like you've you've carried these babies for nine months and then one of the babies ends up passing away. So I can understand. I've never personally lost a child, but I could understand the grief that she would be feeling. And I know sometimes whenever I'm in my feelings, I don't want to be around nobody. Like, just leave me alone. I don't want to hug. I don't want to kiss. I don't want to talk. I, I just let me get my thoughts together. So I'm thinking that maybe that's what Geraldine thought. And so her sister was like, that's fine. Because growing up, Geraldine was always just a quiet person. She was very to herself. She wasn't like me. Because listen, I talk and tell all my business. Look, I didn't get on her and told y'all my baby didn't been in a car wreck. <laughs> I didn't slip my back out and all this stuff. So I, she's definitely the opposite of me. I, I tell the world, you know what I mean? But she wasn't like that. She was like, I need to process this on my own. And so after a couple of weeks, she decided that, okay, listen, I'm going to go and let my family meet the baby. And of course she goes and they meet her beautiful baby girl, Bella, and she's beautiful. And the aunts and the grandparents are gushing all over her. And one of the sisters said, I could tell that something was off with Geraldine, but I didn't know what it was. And I thought it was just because she was anticipating on bringing two babies home, but she was only able to bring one home. Well, I could see that. And so she was just like, it, I, it, there was nothing I could do to make her happy. And I just kind of let her be to herself. But I was excited to have my, you know, my niece here. Well, the father of her child comes and he doesn't stay very long. He just comes, he does a DNA swipe and he leaves because he's like, listen, I need to make sure this child is mine. And so Geraldine goes home and she calls her sister and she's like, hey, do you think maybe you or my dad, our dad could watch, you know, Bella while I'm going to see mama in Texas because she said she just needed to get away. And I mean, I'm sure it could be stressful. You just lost a baby. You just had a baby. Your The baby of your father came and didn't even try to bond with the baby. He just swiped the mouth so he could find out if it was his or not. And now you're left there by yourself and just having a baby by itself is stressful. So I can understand her wanting to 
figure out some things. And so she wanted to go to Texas to be with her mother. So her sisters and her dad agreed that that would be fine. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So she travels to Texas um, and she's down there with her mom. She's looking for a job and she's like, okay, well, you know, I, if I could find a job down here, then maybe a change of scenery might work and that might be what's best for me and the baby. So she's down there with her mom and she's spending time with them, but her sisters are kind of like, something's not up, something's not right because like you just had a baby and now you're already trying to leave and it's not like you're calling a check on the baby or anything like that. So one day her sister states that she told her mom that she was just going to go in her room and have a good night's rest and not to bother her. Well, that wasn't exactly true because what ended up happening was Geraldine took over like 150 pills and I guess she was trying to kill herself. And they ended up having to take her to the hospital and pump her stomach, but she ended up not dying. Um, That's a lot of pills to take, though. So, I mean, just even thinking about that, you have to be purposely trying to end your life. But why would she want to do that? Is it because of the stress of not having her baby's um, father in her life, the stress of losing one of the twins that she thought she was going to have? No one but... Geraldine would know that. But here's the plot twist. Geraldine's tail wasn't ever pregnant. She had lied like, <laughs> y'all, I'm talking about lied to the point where I, I even went and looked at some of the pictures on Facebook. Like this lady legit looked like she was pregnant. Her face was swelling. Her She had a belly. I'm saying they must have a lot of stuff out here that allows you to be at whoever you want to be because she definitely looked like she was pregnant with twins and then also at the baby shower you know when people are touching on your belly like how could you not know so this lady was putting time and effort into being pregnant and having twins she was posting these pictures posting these ultrasounds will come to find out the reason why the father of her non-existent babies was leery and wanted to get a DNA test is because she didn't ever want him to go to any of the appointments. She didn't want him to go to any of the the ultrasounds. Like she was kind of like, I like to do things by myself and I'll tell you about it later. And her sister was like that too. Like, you don't have to go through this alone, Geraldine. But she was like, no, listen, I have this. Like I'm I'm going to be taking care of this, the, these babies on my own. So back up and give me 50 feet. Well, they did that, but in the process, that made him not, you know, him leery. And so he wanted to make sure that the baby was his. Well, come to find out, Geraldine been on Facebook and Craigslist and all these social media platforms 
stalking women who were getting ready to have a baby or who were pregnant and the the due date is around the same time as when she was supposed to be done. So she runs across this lady named Samantha Fleming. And Samantha Fleming is a young lady. She's beautiful. Um, but you can tell she's had a hard life because, you know, sometimes people put too much of their business on Facebook. So what Geraldine ended up finding out was that she had already had a baby before because she was married. And apparently she had cheated on her husband because Samantha was, she looked to be white, but her husband was white. Well, the baby was mixed. So the husband was on Facebook blasting her, calling her an adulterer, all this kind of stuff. And so it was for the world to see. So of course, Geraldine is just soaking this all up. Well, something happened with Samantha and her ex-husband. They got into a really, really bad um, altercation and her baby got taken away from her and it was placed into the system. Well, that broke Samantha's heart and she wanted to do everything she could to get her baby back. And she was going to parenting classes. She was going to everything they told her she needed to do. She was doing that so that she could get her son back because she was pregnant and she wanted her house to be a home. And I can understand that we all make mistakes, but she was working towards being a better mom. So one day, Samantha gives birth to her her beautiful baby. And once she gives birth to this beautiful baby, she comes home and she's there with her boyfriend and they're living happily. She's working to get her son back. And one morning, someone comes and they knock on the door. Well, her boyfriend answers the door and he's like, who are you? And it's a lady. And she says, hey, I'm from the um, Department of Children's Services is Samantha here because she had a court case this morning and to get her son back. And so he goes and he wakes her up and she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. And she's like, I know, but we know you've been working so hard to get your son back that I felt like I needed to come over here and I needed to get you. She was like, I got them to push the court date back. So get dressed and let's go. So she's getting dressed and she's like, well, you know what? I'll just leave my baby here with my boyfriend. She's like, no, I think it'll be a good look for you to bring the baby into court because it's going to make it seem like you were like you're a good mom. And so, of course, Samantha, not thinking anything of it, she gets dressed, she gets her baby dressed. They get in the car and the lady's driving her and it's about an hour and 30 minute drive. Um, no, it's about a three hour drive to get to where they need to go. And she's texting her mom in the car. She's like, this lady is so nice. She came to pick me up. She didn't have to do that. And she's saying that I'm going to get my, my son back. And my case looks really, really good. And her and her mom are texting, going back and forth. And they're really in good spirits. Her mom was like, listen, baby, I'm praying for you. You deserve this. I can't wait to have my grandson back home. It's just like a really good time. So while she's driving with this lady, she's Geraldine. She's thinking that, oh, there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Well, she about an hour and 30 minutes after she stops texting her mom, she texts her mom and says, the judge said that I wouldn't be a good mom and I'm not a good mom. Don't contact me again because I just really need some time to process it. And her mom felt bad for her. Um, and she gave her her space. That's, that's what she did. She was like, I could understand her needing time to take it in. But then she started getting other text messages like, 
well, I, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. And so just, just give me my space. But then the more her mom start looking at the messages, the mom stated, now my daughter is a texter, but she's not a very good texter. Um, and I think we've talked about that before. Like if my daughter says all the time, if somebody else is texting me and they pretend to be you, I'm going to know it's not you because I text in paragraphs. Like it's like, Hey, how are you doing? Space. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Space. I love you on purpose. Space. But like my daughter, all of hers are put together and then a lot of emojis. So, I mean, like if you text somebody on a regular, you have an idea of what their text um, looks like. Well, her mom started looking because then she started getting the feeling like this can't be her. And then she was calling and she couldn't get a hold of her or anything like that. So she goes to the police department and she's talking to the police and they're like, well, you have to go to a different district because this is not where this so-called case happened. So she, um, her sister goes to the courthouse to find out what time the hearing was. They get more concerned because there was never a hearing. And so they're like, okay, she said there was a hearing. Someone came to her house. She said the judge told her she was unfit where is my daughter and where's my granddaughter at? And so the mom kept calling and she was looking and everything. She just couldn't find her. Well, after Geraldine's sisters get a little bit nosy, because you know how we can be, we can be nosy. They go over to our house with the baby and they are like, we need to see what's going on here. So they go to the house and when Geraldine's sister gets in the house, she's like, do you smell that? And she was like, it kind of smells like death. Well, they, they are like, what is going on? So they call the police. So the police officer gets there. Now, mind you, the police are already looking for Samantha and her baby. And so when the police come, they're like, what's this baby's name? And the sister's like, I really don't know. It's supposed to be Bella. And he's like, how do you not know what the baby's name is? And she was just like, listen, I don't know. Well, what happened was the cops ended up um, taking the phone records because, you know, they can pull that and finding out that the number that called Samantha was registered to a Geraldine Jones. So when the police officer asked, who lives in this house? The sister's like Geraldine and um, Geraldine is the police officer's like, where is she at? And the sister's like, officer, that's a whole nother story. But do you smell that smell? And so then they go into the nursery, the officers go into the nursery and then they say, okay, everybody out of the house because it's a crime scene. So apparently what happened was Samantha believed this lady was going to help her get her kid back. And that was what she thought. The lady said, I left, Geraldine told her, I left a folder at home that is really, really important to your case. Come inside. I don't want y'all outside in the car. And she was like, oh, well, you can leave the baby there. Well, after she sits the baby down, that's when the drama starts because she ends up stabbing Samantha over 10 times, dousing her in bleach, and then wrapping her up and putting her in a... uh, um, a tin basket in the nursery that the baby was in. And so Geraldine doesn't pass away. So she has to go 
the police go pick her up and they're like, Geraldine, talk to us. And she doesn't want to talk. She doesn't want to talk. She's quiet. I don't want to say anything. She's like, nothing needs to be said. Leave, leave me alone. And so she doesn't talk. She lawyers up. But then when they tell her, look, you're facing the death penalty, she decides that she's going to make a plea deal. And she makes a plea deal and she gets um, 30 years in, in, in um, prison in jail, wherever they sent her to. And of course, Samantha's family is kind of like, that's not fair because she killed my baby and she stole my grandchild. But, you know, in order for, you know, sometimes you have to make a deal with the devil. And that's that's what they, they did, you know, so that they could find out, you know, what happened. And I guess sometimes in certain cases, like just them I would think just them finding the body in the house, in our house. Like, you don't need to make a plea deal. You don't need to. Uh, we found the body. Like, we found the body and the baby. But she made a plea deal because she didn't want to um, get her life taken away from her. And that kind of confuses me sometimes, too, y'all. And y'all let me know what y'all think. Like, isn't it crazy how people will take somebody else's life, but as soon as they say that, you're going to get the death penalty or you're up for the death penalty, then all of a sudden they don't want somebody to take their lives. But I'm like, where was that sympathy or that empathy at when you were taking somebody else's life, somebody else's daughter, somebody else's mother? So it's crazy. But anywho, that was a crazy story that I was like, listen, that would be great to come back and talk about. But it was crazy. And so she did all that for a man who ended up not even being with her. I'm sure once those DNA tests came back, he was pissed off. <laughs> but no, guys, I'm not going to take up too much of y'all's time. I just wanted to tell y'all about a story that I loved. And um, hopefully, 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 we'll see you all next Monday. Um, go follow us on Instagram at Such a Lady 30 or on Facebook. Um, show some love because I definitely love you all. And if you want to, um, definitely leave me a message. Tell me, you know, if there's a case that you saw that, because basically that's all I'm doing. I just see these crazy cases and then I come back and I tell y'all about them. I don't make them up. I don't write the rules. I just tell the story. So if it's something that you want me to tell a story about, I'm so for it, guys. I miss you guys and I will see y'all next Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Such a Lady.